This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Do you like sci-fi, fantasy, action, adventure, and comic books? Then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Welcome back, sci-fi fans, to another episode of the Science Fictionary Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm here tonight with Marisha. Hello. And David. Heyo. And maybe Robbie, if he'll ever text me back, but mm. you know, that, that's how that goes. <laughs> of course, I think Robbie's working East Coast hours now. So. Oh, yeah. Well, everybody's got at least one of those siblings, right? You're like, hey, and they're like East busy. Coast. Is Robbie <laughs> back on the East Coast? No, but he's working for a company on the East Coast. He's... Oh, um, so he conforms to their hours. Okay. He's yeah. in Baton Rouge. Yeah, I've got one brother that lives on the East Coast and works wet for a company on the West Coast. And one brother that works Central Time Zone and works <laughs> East Coast Time. It's very confusing. <laughs> Just to make things interesting. Although the living on the East Coast and working West Coast hours sounds pretty sweet because, mm-hmm. yeah, I go to work until 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Not you bad. have to work till 7, but... So, <laughs> oh my God! If I could not go to work, this is complete. This is nothing to do with what we talk about. If I could just instead of going to work when I do, just go an hour later, my whole life would be different. Yeah, the entire fabric of my existence would change. Yeah, yeah. of course. Then you might, you know, not feed your kids until ten thirty at night, and then accidentally sleep until ten thirty the next morning. <laughs> I don't know. What, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You were too busy talking about Zack Snyder. <laughs> it's true. And procrastinating Can feeding you imagine, children. Like, Mama, why didn't you feed me the night? Uh, it's Zack Snyder's fault. <laughs> okay, in my defense, I really did think that they had already eaten. So, I think that's fair. As we get going tonight, uh, we're kind of talking a little bit here about we recorded our, our live stream of uh, talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League last night. And you can find that over on our YouTube channel. Um, if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, I'm I was initially posting the things that were done on YouTube also as an audio version. If you really want me to keep doing that, I know some of y'all just don't do YouTube. If you still want to catch those things on audio, let me know. But otherwise, I'm I'm really leaning right now towards kind of leaving those as YouTube exclusives just to try to grow our YouTube channel a little bit. Yeah. Sounds like a good yeah, plan. Yeah, which is called the Science Fictionary, by the way. Just yes, it's same it's, thing. Right, Science Fictionary, and what we're doing over there is mostly so far talking. It was originally started to talk WandaVision, WandaVision or to give us a place to talk about all of this stuff coming down the pipe for WandaVision or for Marvel and Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And we wound up doing our Justice League. Justice League kind of fit the same mold of you know this mm-hmm. thing on streaming and. Um, the idea was that that would be a 30 minute show and you know, those would be 30 minute shows and shorter. And so it wouldn't really be a full episode of the science fictionary. Well, you know, we went for like an hour and 20 minutes last night. We're so good at keeping it brief. (laughs) Right. And (laughs) I noticed the WandaVision ones got longer every time, every episode too. There was just more to talk about every episode. (laughs) It's true. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier one wasn't that long, right? Right. But if you do watch YouTube, we'd appreciate it if you went over there and subscribed and helped us grow that. So we can um, get a real channel. 
Yeah. That's not just numbers. And and as always, if you would, find our podcast on your favorite platform, subscribe, leave us a review, um, and just help us spread the word about the podcast. Yes. You know, I did notice I was um, looking over the comments about the the Justice League conversation yesterday, and um, Backyard Tardis had said that he thinks that the best speedster um, on film so far is Sonic. Have you seen Sonic yet, David? Uh, I did not see Sonic. I didn't see it either. Like, I feel like we should have, but we just didn't. So now, I feel like now we need to go see Sonic and decide how it stacks up to Quicksilver. So Backyard Tardis, uh, Nick, who is... Always faithful to number one know, fan. comment on our stuff and, and, and give us a little... Thank you, Nick. Yeah, man. It's, uh, we, don't, we don't deserve you, but thank you for all the interaction we get from you on the podcast. But yeah, uh, based on you saying that Sonic is the, is the best speedster on film, I'm going to have to go watch it now, and we'll let you know next week what we think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sounds- I don't even think I've ever played a Sonic video game. I've not played a Sonic video game since the very first one. I do not intend to offend Nick here, our, our most loyal viewer, um, but I could not care. I just could never make myself care. Uh, it just didn't seem interesting to me, but I know it has a the real first loyal one was a, The first base. one was a lot of fun, but honestly, I mean, we never had, I never had a PlayStation. We had a PlayStation for a very brief window when that first game was out. And other than that, I never had a PlayStation, so it's just not something I ever played. I, I went from Nintendo to to the Xbox and have never looked back. But yeah, uh, yeah, definitely gonna check the movie out now. But this is our news show, and it's just we, we're really in a lull as far as news goes, as far as what's really interesting to talk about. As far as usually, a sci-fi fantasy show. Um, usually we would be filling our news with reviewing mm-hmm. uh, a lot of stuff. Most of our news shows, we would be reviewing like the Snyder Cut or Falcon Winter Soldier and stuff. But now that we're doing that on its own show, which I think is the best format, uh, yeah, we just don't have a lot of news to talk about. Yeah, and there's going to be days where we do and days where we don't. And that's kind of, we knew this show was going to get a little shorter, but that was intentional with the whole adding more shows to the lineup that they couldn't all be an hour long. But the only thing that's really going on out there this week, or at least the only thing that I think is interesting to us currently is that Marvel has once again moved the dates for Black Widow and Shang-Chi. Now they didn't bump them very far this time. um, But there's a lot more concern. Like, a, there's a lot of people, and I don't know that it's just, there's a lot of people that are just kind of on the jump all over Disney bandwagon right now. Like, you know, let's punch Disney down right now because of <laughs> various things. Um, you know, primarily the Gina Carano thing has stirred up a lot of people against yeah, Disney. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. And... So there's a lot of people that just aren't willing to like anything Disney right now that's just all, you know, they're not going to like it. It doesn't matter how good it is. Mm-hmm. They're mad. And that's fine. Like, you know, that that's a really, really messy situation. And, uh, you know, 
I'm still going to compartmentalize here a little bit and say that, look, you know, especially with Marvel. Marvel had nothing to do with that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to start right. hating on Marvel because I'm mad about the Gina Carano thing. And as far as that goes, I know a lot of people are like, well, I'm never watching The Mandalorian again. You know what, man? John Favreau and Dave Filoni did not fire Gina Carano. Yeah. And they you are making uh, some of lying. the best Star Wars that has been made since 1983. And honestly, I can't not support them. It's like, if you want to, if this is, this goes back to the thing that you've said many times on this show. Boycott the Mandalorian. Do it. Kill it. I guarantee you that 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 Lucasfilm slash Disney will learn the wrong lesson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. we have we have used that. I don't remember what it was you were saying. I feel like they're going to learn the wrong lesson from this, and it was like, yep. And I feel like that yeah. that has been a recurring theme. Right, but yeah. all that to say, Disney has and, and and Marvel have decided to bump these movies one more time. And and I think that they're doing the right thing. I'm not happy that Black Widow is going to be on the streaming service. I, I'm not, I don't care about the extra cost. I, that's to me, that's still cheaper. That's still cheaper than going to the theater for me, but it's also, you know, I can watch it as many times as I want until it's out on video or until it's, you know, just on Disney plus altogether. But, I really just, part of me feels like this character and this actress have paid their dues and deserve this full theatrical release. I feel so awful. So awful for this movie, this poor movie. Because you're right. Uh, Scarlett Johansson and this character have paid their dues. They've been paying them since since Iron Man 2. Mm -hmm. Um, She's been around since the second movie. Yeah. Uh, actually, third. Sorry, I think Incredible Hulk came before Iron Man two. Since the third movie, she's been around. Yep. And um, it's first of all, it's a shame that it took them this long to even make a Black Widow movie. They should have made it uh, like back right after Civil War, which is funny. It's funny because that's when this movie is set. Uh, is right, right after Civil War. And now the truth is, I just cannot help but feel myself giving less and less of a crap about this movie. And it's like, it's not because I didn't want to, I was excited for it. Mm-hmm. But then I hear, I, so they announced that there was going to be a Black Widow movie before Endgame, I believe. Right. Like that was already news. Um, yes. That that was going to be something that was coming. At least it was a big rumor. So then I see Endgame and Black Widow dies. So then my excitement for Black Widow drops a little bit. Because I'm like, so it's probably going to be a prequel. Then it's, oh, it's a prequel. Drops a little bit. And then I see the trailers and I get pretty excited for it. Back up. And then sadly, it keeps getting pushed back and back and back. And, and it's, it's, you know, it's just the circumstances of the world right now. But genuinely, like when this movie comes out in July, I how is it going to matter at all? It is going to be. It was going to be exciting when it was coming out a year ago, because even though it may not have like been super important, because it's a prequel, 
it was still going to be like one of the few Marvel things we were getting at that time. And we were still on this high from Endgame and Far From Home and everything like that. So it was great. Even though it wasn't important, it was great. But now it's getting dropped right in the middle of these huge game-changing things like WandaVision, mm-hmm. like Falcon Winter Soldier, like Loki. And then we got – right after Black Widow, we got Shang-Chi and the Eternal – all the new stuff that's coming. Right. Mm-hmm. And right in the middle of that, we have a movie that takes place in what is now in the MCU canon – 10 years ago. Right. Right. About a character who's dead with a bunch of other characters we've never met before fighting a villain that we've never seen before and doing we don't even know what yet. Right. But but she but it looks cool. I mean, I'm I'm still excited about it, but you're right. It's like you just kind of it kind of gets lost in the shuffle and you kind of forget about it until somebody brings it back up. And, um, you know, this is, I think, the third or fourth date push for that film. Yep. And, you know, it, it's one of those things. But I think the, I think what's really got a lot of people concerned is theaters are, theaters have been shut down for like a year. Theaters are trying to get back on their feet. Regal announced they're reopening in April. Uh, we'll we'll see if ours reopens. But uh, Regal is reopening their theaters in April, and so this was kind of and, and this isn't the first time this has come up, but this was seen as kind of kicking the theaters while they were down. It is how a lot of people have interpreted this, and um. You know, I think that we've reached a point. I I don't think that Marvel is making that decision. I don't think Marvel's intentionally trying to kill off theaters. No. no. Um, even even Warner has already agreed and signed an agreement to start putting movies back to theater only release in twenty twenty two. Um, but I I do think like I think Marvel. I think that there was a lot of hope that by May things were going to be mostly normal. Mm-hmm. And I, and it's just, we're not quite there, but we're getting closer. Yep. We're getting a little bit closer every day. But I think that they saw the writing on the wall and went, you know, we're just not quite there. And so they pushed Shang-Chi back to a point where I think they're hoping that by September, we'll be ready to go full throttle in the theaters again. And, and then they pushed... They they pushed Black Widow back to July if if y'all didn't already know that mm-hmm. and uh, from May and I I think that this is just them I think they're trying to give it a little breathing room from some of the series on Disney Plus now and honestly my whole thing is now I look back at it and go and, and of course they didn't know this but I look back now and go. Damn, they should have just released it when it was scheduled last year. Yep. If this is what they were going to do. Right. But they tried. I, I I take all of this, the fact that we waited this long, to mean that they legitimately tried their best to put this on the big screen only. Yeah. I don't think this this is... I don't think that this is Disney kicking the theaters while they're down. It it may that may end up being somewhat the result of it. Mm-hmm. But I I mean I don't know about y'all, but I mean I have every intention of seeing this movie in the theater. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's my that's my plan currently. And I can't imagine that we're the only people thinking that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think people are just ready to, you know, especially people that have gotten out and gotten vaccinated. I think people are ready to go back to, to some semblance of normal and, and some, you know, to get out and do things. And, you know, the theater's been a big part of American culture for a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah, and it really does suck that so many... I mean, we've talked about it before. Um, it does suck that so many theaters have had to suffer uh, because of the circumstances of the world. It, it is. It makes me very sad because I love the theater-going experience, but it, it starts to feel like comic book shops. You know, like comic book shops used to be the biggest deal ever. Yep. And now they're dying out. They're like, you got like one or two, maybe... In a town, and that's in Baton Rouge, which is like that's big towns. A big, that's a you're big a, you're city. A, you're a big city if you got two comic book shops. Exactly. Um, and I mean, one I of think them, there's like, only isn't good. Yeah, I mean, I can only think of two in the entire state of Mississippi. I may be wrong. Right. I'm not real familiar with the, you know, some of the north part of the state, but there's one in Hattiesburg yeah. and there's one in Ocean Springs, mm-hmm. and they're both great shops. Yeah, but uh, I mean, you know, it's, the it's, the closest of those is a two and a half hour drive for me. Exactly, and so that's sort of what's happened to comic book shops. But they're kept alive by like a very niche audience of people who still enjoy that hobby. It has become uh, comic books have become a hobby. Yeah, movies have never been referred to as a hobby, mm-hmm. right? I think that like we're getting to a point and um, I don't think it's going to happen for like many years, but I think eventually it's going to be like, oh, you go to theaters, like, that's your hobby. That's what you like to do. You go to theaters and you watch movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a niche, weird thing to do. There's only two theaters in town. Um, around here, some of the theaters have been opening up. They've been opening up for a while, actually. Uh, the movie taverns. Mm-hmm. around here have been open um and i haven't i haven't gone back to them uh so i don't know what they're doing uh what things are like i'm sure it's very restricted very very different very weird but i'm at least glad that they're getting to stick to stick around yeah. um but yeah i mean you guys already had one theater and now that's gone yeah, I mean, we, we've got the one thing. I mean, when I grew up here, you know, we used to have two theaters in Natchez, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, Tracetown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're both small. And uh, the, the the one at the mall was much, much nicer. And I mean, of course, you know, we don't have the big modern, mm-hmm. you know, cinema. I mean, we've got kind of a, you know, the cinema, what, what theaters looked like in the 80s is what our theater looks like. Mm-hmm. Now, it's nicer than a lot of them from that era, but it's just it doesn't have the stadium-style seating, and it doesn't have the reclining seats yeah. and, and all that, which, which I really don't care that enjoys. much about. Um, I kind of enjoy... I always enjoyed going back to Natchez and uh, and sitting in that theater. It was very different from the experience. I felt like I was like in living in luxury with these like reclining chairs, and I felt mm-hmm. like a grumpy old man as a like, 14-year-old being like... <laughs> I don't want a reclining chair. Like I'm sick of all, all this leather. Like, ugh, just let me sit in a theater 
and watch a movie. It's an experience. It's, it's yeah. a feeling. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like going to movie taverns because I don't like ordering food and like trying to eat greasy burgers and nachos and stuff. It's just not my thing. I'm just not into I'm, it. I'm going to open a, a theater where all we serve is the messiest kinds of barbecue. <laughs> Sounds like fun. <laughs> or crawfish. Well, if it's going to work at crawfish, yeah, if it's going to work anywhere, that'll work in, in Mississippi. <laughs> if it doesn't work in Mississippi, yeah. it's not working anywhere. <laughs> Mississippi yeah. or Texas. I, I'm not saying it wouldn't work, but I don't want to clean it up. No. Yeah. I mean, if I go sit down in a theater with a half slab of ribs, I, I'd do it. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that's like a, that's straight out of a sitcom. Like someone pulls out a George Foreman grill. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but you know, theaters. It's going to be interesting to see what way theaters go. And I think the biggest comparison is comic books is an interesting comparison, but. Uh, you know, football, professional professional sports overall. To get the best experience 30 years ago, you had to go to the game to get the best experience. And there's mm-hmm. still part of that experience that's irreplaceable if you're not there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when you go to a football game, it's about the experience. It's about the mm-hmm. all the other stuff that's going on. You can watch a football yeah. game a lot better on t on your own TV mm-hmm. than you <laughs> can in a stadium on your couch. Well, you get you can see everything better. You get replay. You know where you the ball is. You, I mean, yeah, commentary. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting, and that has that has at times hurt attendance at at stadiums. Now, of course, here in in the part of the country we live in, it hasn't as much, especially with college football, because college football is religion down here and high school football is a religion right here i mean friday nights there's you know you don't even have to have a high school or go to go to high school football games right in a small town yeah. but it's going to be interesting to see what happens with theaters i'm i'm rooting for theaters i want theaters to come back uh i'd be lying if i hadn't uh done some exploring on options to be able to buy ours should regal not reopen it um, you want to go in and buy a theater, David? <laughs> the science fictionary theater? Heck yeah. That logo would look good on a theater. It would. That would. Yeah. This is an idea. We could film our podcast live there. We be like could. a studio. It's true. Unfortunately, thing. we're all broke. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to make some notes. I'm opening a Google Doc. All right. But, oh, Yeah. <laughs> I'd be lying if, if we hadn't sat around and thought of all the fun things you could do with a little theater. You could have dollar movies. You could have birthday parties. You could, yeah. Classic movie nights. Classic yeah. movie nights, yeah. I wish more theaters did that, man. Absolutely. I would eat that up. Every, if they did that like once every single night that week, I'd be at the theater watching whatever was playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would make date nights much easier. I mean, do y'all have any other thoughts on these movies moving again? Mm-hmm. Just over it. Um, I just want life back. That's pretty much it. I can't wait for Eternals. I'm still holding out hope that that movie is going to be good, but it is the one I'm the least excited about. Yeah. 
No, I'm I'm making fun of it. I mean, I'm gonna go see it. Like, I'm not like like earlier whenever we mentioned Mandalorian. And uh, you said that people are like, I'm never watching Mandalorian again. And I, I slid in there and said they're lying. I was talking about like, yeah, you're going to watch Mandalorian. Like, mm-hmm. sure. Every 90% of people who say they're never watching Mandalorian again are 100% watching Mandalorian again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's how I am with Eternals. I'm making fun of it, saying I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to be in theater day one to watch it because there's a freaking <laughs> MCU logo on it. I know mm-hmm. who I am. I'm afraid to admit it. I'm a shill. I'm a simp for Marvel. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll admit it. Um, I think it's funny that an Eternals movie is even happening, and I will always believe that if they had the rights to X Men, they never would have announced that Eternals movie. Just like they never would have announced it in Inhumans movie that never happened. Uh-huh. Um, that's why I kind of feel like the only thing that's going to happen with these this Eternals movie, unless it is absolutely huge. Now I could be, you know, it might end up just being incredible. And yeah, these it might be the next Guardians of the Galaxy, right? And these characters may blow up and everybody's screaming for more. But the truth is, is that. I'm a little afraid they're going to throw this one out there, and I think it'll. I think it's going to be a good movie. I don't have any reason at this point to doubt that it's going to be good, but man, when they start putting mutants in the MCU, I just feel like everybody's going to forget all about the Eternals. Yeah, and and that's the thing with all these small stuff that's coming out. Like I'm excited they're doing all this small stuff, and there's room for it. I mean, the MCU can be huge, but like, not even just Eternals. Who's gonna give a crap about the Shang Chi sequel when Fantastic Four is coming out, and and um, who's gonna care about even something like Blade? Like I know everyone's excited for Blade, but like put Blade up against like X Men. Like now there are people who are gonna see all of them, but let's say you got four Marvel movies coming out a year, or something like that. Some of them are gonna get like kind of forgotten. Uh, we're gonna get some Ant Man and the Wasps in there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of worry me. I mean, I'm sure it'll make I don't know, it'll make a freaking billion dollars or whatever. But um, I just I can't care about Black Widow. Like, I can't. It's I'm finding it hard to care about these movies that are coming from Marvel and I flip-flop on that because I watch something like WandaVision and I get excited. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, look at how much cool stuff they could do. Everything Like, there's so much potential for them to do weird and new and interesting things. But then I watch something like Falcon Winter Soldier, which is great. I love that episode. But it reminds me of, oh, right, I'm watching the MCU. Yeah this is the MCU one. And so when it comes to movies like Shang-Chi and the Eternals, um, and what else are they making? Some other, uh, uh, obscure stuff they got coming out. Um, when it comes to stuff like that, uh, I, I, I know that I'm only going to like it if it is leaning more towards WandaVision, at least in terms of, being different um like i said recently if shang chi is a kung fu movie then i'm i'm all in yeah uh if eternals is like a weird space odyssey or whatever or 
I have no idea what Eternals could be, to be honest. If it's Game and Thro- Game of Thrones in space, like that's different. Dope. But if it just looks, if in the first thirty minutes I'm like, this is just another Marvel movie, then I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna like it. Uh, but I'm just gonna walk away being like, that was another movie. Yeah, it's such a big cast. Like, whenever like Eternals, okay, not. Not, I don't do comic books really, so it's not something I'm familiar with. I'm like, okay, well, this is this is interesting. And they're like, and this person, and this person. I'm like, oh, yay! And this person, and twenty people announced <laughs> for this movie. Cast. And it's like, how on earth am I supposed to keep track of that many people? That's true. In like, one I'm movie, to go this movie, and these are the main characters, and I'm supposed to care about all of them. Right, but you could say the same thing about an X-Men movie, except none of us say that about an X-Men movie. Well, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying about that, and that's true. That's true, but like, let's look at the first X-Men. Who were the main characters? Wolverine like, and yeah. Rogue. Wolverine, Storm, Cyclops, Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. Kind of Rogue. Mm-hmm. That's five. Mm-hmm. You know? That's plenty. Uh, now, there's a bunch of characters sort of in the background they're doing stuff you know Mm -hmm. you have Iceman in there hanging out sometimes but like at least not the first couple X-Men movies but really you're focusing on five so either Eternals is gonna have to be like okay let's pick five out of these people to focus on or but the way they're presenting it is like nope this is the whole main cast and they're all important and Mm -hmm. it's like holy crap that is a lot to keep up with yeah um Guys, I have comic books like stuffed into crates, like multiple crates, and then put up in my attic. I have so many comic books. And then on top of that, I have all the ones in my closet. And then I have all the stuff I have hanging up. And I have so many comic books. I have never once read an issue of Eternals. Hmm. Um, I read a graphic novel once. <laughs> um, I think it was Neil Gaiman. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Is Neil which, Gaiman writing it? Uh, the movie? Yeah. Not that, I, not that I'm aware of. Um, then they missed it. He, he wrote a graphic novel with them. I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a slow news night. This was kind of a ramble cast again. But we kept it short. We didn't ramble for two hours. <laughs> You know, Which we could do. You know, we've done that. <laughs> we have absolutely done that. But um, yeah. we're going to go ahead. Uh, of course, this is the last episode of March. And don't forget, in April, we are doing our Thursday show in April will be Tolkien all month. So five episodes, nothing but Tolkien. We're going to talk movies. We're going to talk books. We're going to get into the deep lore at some point. And towards the end of the month, we're going to have a Tolkien trivia night. It will be fun. So stay tuned for all of that. But until next time, Marisha, where can people find you? You can find me on princessesandpadawans.com. You can find my Instagram at princesses underscore and underscore padawans. And I am ppadawans on Twitter. And David? You guys can find me on Twitter at David underscore JG Peoples. All right. You can find me running the Twitter account for this show at Sci underscore Fictionary. 
You can drop us a line at the sciencefictionary at gmail.com. Please check out red5network.com to check out our podcast as well as the rest of the Red 5 podcast family. You can also find them at Red 5 Network on Twitter. And until next time, live long and prosper. 